I mean, just look at how many female artists have all of a sudden appeared. They didn't all of a sudden appear. They've always been there, just silenced or hidden in bad deals or, you know, just not really appreciated. It's official. For the first time ever, we have Hip Hop Hustle podcast merch. From hoodies to T-shirts to hats and even slides, go to the hiphophustlepodcast.com to get yours. Hip Hop Hustle podcast, man. You heard it here first. He's not playing. No, Aaron's not playing. No fucking game. Oh, don't threaten me with the guitar. You got your ear to the streets, man. Much love to all the people down under. And make sure y'all follow the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, man, because they're giving y'all nothing but the real shit. But yeah, man, appreciate the intro, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. Shout out to the whole Hip Hop Hustle podcast. What's up with it? All right, welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast. I'm with the one and the only, the real X-Man. One of my favorite names, I gotta say, that I've come across because it's like mixing like, you know, that that comic book in there as well. And I was like, oh, I've got to speak to the real X-Man. But as we said off camera, like one of the big reasons I wanted to have you on the show is because I think you're you're doing very different things and, and you've switched up the, the mold of a traditional hip-hop artist i mean we just look at you know what you're wearing and how you dress and your aesthetic um and it is completely different to what we see traditionally so man it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show thanks for having me well let me ask you this how do people react to your aesthetic because like i'm always a fan of people who take risks and do different things but what's the general feedback from fans and from people who run into your music for the first time (laughs) <laughs> I think it depends on the person. Um, it's ever-changing. Most shock at first, like, or, or wanting to understand or wanting to figure out, like, this is intriguing, this is interesting. Um, and then from there, they're, they're captivated, they're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're starting to do the digging, like, what is going on here? It's always a good time. It's always uh, the unexpected, I guess you could say. Is that somewhat intentional, like, to to have that part of it? Intentional, maybe I would say so. I just get bored pretty quick. (laughs) So I'm just like doing what I feel is good. Like I'm doing what entertains me. And I think that's entertaining to most. Yeah. Because were you dressing like this before you made your like step into hip hop? Or was this part of it as well? Yeah. Always been wild into fashion. Always been into crazy looks, big, big ideas, big concepts, big just everything over the top, extra bright, colorful. Just I don't I don't even know where to begin. It's just been a part of me my whole life. Um, and I, I it might be because I'm a Scorpio. I'm around Halloween baby, so it's always always costumes and things when it's time to have a party for yourself and celebrate. So maybe that's one of those. That might be one of those inspirations there. But no, I've always been like that. Always trying to craft something or create something new or. Um, taking an outfit and then doing it backwards or reversing it and trying it upside down or just, just making it my own trying to make everything. How would I wear this? Or how would I do this? You know? So that's just been the, that's just been me. It's awesome. Cause like I've always wondered with some artists, whether they create the persona once they become an artist or whether it's always been in there and it's just like the, now it's manifesting and it's, they're letting it out in its truest form? I, I think it's a bit of both. Um, I think if you're not bringing your real self to your artistry, it's kind of hard to ever connect with people or find people that connect with you. Um, so you do have to bring yourself into it. Uh, you are the you are the persona. You are the, the, <laughs> the one on stage or, or you're the one that's making the record. So you have to really be into what you're doing, believe in what you're doing. It has to be you. Or it's really, really hard. It gets really hard to falsify. There's something weird about that in in music, though, that, you know, actors, they pretend all the time. Like, that's their job. They pretend, they play a role, they, like, get into character, and then they switch out, and they're like, I am who I am. But with musicians, it seems to be very different in that sense that if you're fake, people are like, "Mm, I'm not buying it. Like, even though you may make good music, they don't, th- there's something about the music that they don't seem to gravitate to. I- I've always wondered, 
why that is? I, I'm not even sure. That's a good question. Um, I know actors get a lot of actors get into a role that they're comfortable with based off of like, maybe they've had experiences in these situations or they studied this topic or, you know, if I'm playing a firefighter, I might've been one in my, you know, past career. So they still tend to be close. Something is a connector piece to that. And that's what makes it authentic. And then they often get like typecasted, which means they'll be in that role similar to that role their whole career. So that's just what they're good at. Like um, Kevin Hart is always going to be a comedic style actor because he came from comedy. So it's just, it, it is acting, but it's still in your real, your truth. It's still in your zone, your element. Mm. I'd hate to be typecast and just do the same <laughs> things. Like it would just drive me crazy. I feel like that's Bruce Willis these days. It's just like all those old dudes, actually, they're all like the, the buff strong men and the rock. He drives me crazy. Cause he can this going to be a bit of hate towards the rock, even though I admire him so much as like who he is, but like he plays the same dude in every movie. It doesn't matter. He just plays but himself. He's good at it. He is, he's very good at it. His, his work <laughs> ethic do is got to do what you know. You got to do what's <laughs> true to you. Buff guy was him before films. So um, it's not, it's not fake. It's just him acting as a different name. Yeah. Different yeah. Storyline. <laughs> but what were you doing before music? Like what was your transition like into music? Um, Like how I began music. Yeah origin um music has always been like a big 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 part of me i remember being really young and like um rushing home from school and just to be glued to the screen to watch mtv see the um bet countdown <laughs> videos <laughs> or you know see who dropped their new music video just the entertainment of it all has always fascinated me and i just never saw where it would be possible to do that um obviously there was nobody that looked like me or um, was like me. So, you know, you just push it away. So um, it's just always been there. I remember being like looking at the screen and thinking like, hey, I want to be Usher, like trying to do all the dance moves in the, <laughs> the living room, <laughs> probably breaking furniture, being wild, little boy, you know, crazy over the top. But um, again, there was no really like how to route back then. You just kind of saw it and hoped, hoped and dreamed, but it wasn't as tangible, I guess you can say. Um, so I just stuck with artistic things like dance and just other types of creativity things that kept me close, but I didn't lose what I was doing. So getting into music was like learning to like meet somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. And that just like filtered in to me with my current producer and we've been together ever since. So <sighs> it's not a straight, <laughs> it's not a straight path. There's definitely a lot of like going around and and, and coming back through and remembering why you started and what you actually set out to do. Let's be honest though. If it was a straight path, I don't think you'd be as good and as committed as you are. I think I'd be bored. I get bored pretty quick. Um, and I don't know why that is, but it's always been like that. Uh, always been involved with like so many sports young, like, all right, now tracks over. Let's do the next thing. Let you like, just keep, keep going. I think that keeps me, um, Focus keeps me finding inspiration from different places. I'm not pulling from where everyone else will be pulling from because who knows what I'll be doing the next day. Um, and it's become a whole hodgepodge of art forms merged into the entertainer. And let's be honest, if you were, like if it was really easy, would it be fun? Like there's something about the challenge that makes it fun. It is. And it's something about the like goal setting. I feel like it's just like goal setting. You know, you set your goals, then you accomplish them and you're like, no, what? <laughs> I gotta <laughs> set the next gotta set the next bar and then it becomes addicting. It becomes like, Okay, that was good. What was next? Okay. And then you just keep planning for more and more and you get to meet more people, experience more things and before you know it, a couple of years go by, <laughs> you're like, What happened? Yeah, so it's just it's just a never-ending journey, and I don't think I would enjoy it if it was easy. Is it hard to be forever goal-setting? I find that with myself that it's difficult to celebrate because 
I'm like, all right, awesome. Achieved, tick, can't get too overconfident because I need to set new goals and set new challenges and achieve new things. Um, I, I do struggle with that. Let's celebrate in part. <laughs> um, you know, you, you work so hard for this aha moment where we're all clapping and excited and then you don't do it. You've already moved on. And then you're realizing that you're working for a moment that you never stopped to do. Um, and I don't, I don't know what that, maybe that's just human nature. That's the drive. That's the fight. That's the one, that's the, the work ethic, the, the, I want more, I want more, I want more. I want to, I want to work harder. I want to go further. Um, but that stopping to celebrate, uh, it's, it's hard. I mean, as soon as you're done releasing the song, you're like, now I've got to promote, 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 promote. So you don't really get to stop and be like, I did it. Cause you, you only did like chapter one of like a million <laughs> chapters left for that song. Some people compare it to giving birth to the child because you're like, go through the, the, it's in you. You have, you, you know, it's about to come out and the baby comes out and then the work begins. Like you don't, it doesn't, you don't get to stop and celebrate. They're all my, milestones that many artists try to, um, you know, grab and hold on to. So you do feel like some point of success. And I like to use those to like gauge where I am to where I want to be. Um, but it's still really hard to call that celebrating because it still work. <laughs> yeah. And, and when you are successful, you're very cautious about like, awesome. I've got the heat. Now I've got to make sure I capture the heat and not let it go. So it's not even like when you get huge success or something really blows up and you're like amazing. You're like, Oh shit. Now's my chance. Now I got to really right. double down and I got to really make sure that, you know, you double up on the work. So if anything, you celebrate even less because you're like, oh, shit, it's happening. My dreams are happening. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I can't be out here celebrating. I need to be in the gym working out because this is my only time to do that before I have to go write another song. And then it's it's a lot from creating your own videos to figuring out what you're going to wear to keeping your socials updated to keeping everything on the business side of the music together to planning out when you're going to go do events or meet people or who you'll be working with next. It's just a lot of nonstop. <laughs> it's like a wheel of many things that people don't see, um, but, but you got to do it. You got to yeah. do it. It's like, no, there is no way to get around it. Um, and if somebody knows the cheat codes, send it my way, even though I know it probably won't work. Yeah. There may be some I'm, new techniques out there. <laughs> I'm pretty confident the cheat codes don't work because those people are all over the internet going, how to blow up in three minutes. It's like, if it was three minutes, everyone would blow up. Like, let's be honest. It, it's the it's the grind. And I don't know. I, I Yeah. And I'm sure you've met people who want to be musicians and then they live the reality of what it's like to be a musician. And they're like, holy shit, it's not just me in the studio writing. It is all those other things that you mentioned. It is early mornings. It is getting your, your physicality on top. It is getting like your movements. Your It is getting on top of just the way you dress, just the way you feel, and then the marketing and how you present social media-wise. And I feel like all of that is the hard part, not the creative <laughs> music part. <laughs> like what you want to do is like this much, but what you have to do is like this much. So, um it's finding that balance. I mean, really, really setting your goals and then sticking to it and not letting people defer you from that. I mean, can we go out tonight? No, we can't go out tonight. Can we? No, we can't. I have to like, you're, you're sacrificing a lot constantly, constantly, constantly just to, um, to get a glimpse further. Like it's not even like, like you're literally sacrificing so much to get just one more foot step forward, one more foot step forward. And, Eventually, it does pay off and becomes worth it. Um, I definitely think all the sacrifices have happened for the better, but dang, <laughs> you sure <laughs> missed out on a, a lot of life to create the life that you want. So, Is it hard for people to understand that when they're around you, like in your personal life, when you're saying no to things or you're like making sacrifices or you're just like, hey, I can't, I can't go to this or I can't spend time on this Friday night and, and be out and then be groggy on a Saturday morning. Like I just can't afford that. I think it used to be because I, the way I set boundaries, but now, you know, being upfront with those people and being honest with them and just transparent, like it's just not the week. It's just not the month. It's just not, you know, keeping them up to date. They actually respect it more um, that 
I am focused and I actually take the art form way more serious and they're way more supportive of it because it's now open communication, not that I'm like ditching you, but like in the morning I have to do this interview or, you know, like it's, it's like, I really do need to stay on top of those things because I let them slip one day, then there's two days, then it's a month and now I'm behind. Um, so just, you know, having that discipline and uh, vision, just that vision and so many distractions around. I mean, you can sit on the internet and be TikToking for 45 minutes. That turns into two days of straight scrolling. <laughs> you don't even know how it went by so fast. So it's easy to fall into others and what they're doing and um, lose sight of what you really set out to do. I think it, it must be easier now, especially for like people coming into your life that you're like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I stand for. You either with it or you're, you're not. And I'm not taking any passengers and I'm not taking any distractions so you can support me or like it's just not meant to be um I definitely think it uh is yes and no um I'm pretty like I like to meet people I like to get out in the crowds and walk through meet people and do all the things so as I gather more friends followers you know support they do feel open and want to have actual like meet these days and hang out and chat and write and da, 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 da. and then so that can get misconstrued really fast that I am open I'm excited I love meeting new people and I appreciate all the support but when it's time to work it is time to work <laughs> and there's no way like if, if you were a doctor you could not be emailing people back as you're doing surgery on somebody's heart like it's just no way so that's my surgery and that's my um time to you know, cone in and perfect my craft and expand it. So uh, they sometimes mistake the the big energy, the fun vibes when we're out and we're having a good time with like, that should be every day. It can't be every day. <laughs> like it has to be, there's a time and place and there's always um, time for the people that do show love and support. Um, but it is not every minute of every single day. <laughs> Even though I am working to make those people proud every minute of every yeah. single day, um, just sitting there physically writing them or calling them or chatting with them is really hard to do. But I try to keep up um, and respond to people if they write into the comments. I always, you know, just show my gratitude because really they are the motivation. They are the, the heartbeat that people don't get to see. So I'm very grateful but I still got work to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 You must have a, a few, like, like a lot of loyal fans, fans that are like, that were with you from day one to where you are now. I feel like it's growing. I feel like it's growing, man. Um, every, like from people, you know, I think especially social media, this is where it helps. Now I'm starting to see people's names so often that now I can, oh, I know who this is. Like, I know who I'm saying thank you to. I know who I'm like responding to. And we can actually have, conversations in the comments like yeah how's that thing been going that you're working on like it's you do become uh, a little bit closer to the people that you are trying to connect with and that was something I struggled with in the beginning that's not so much as hard now if that makes sense <laughs> well why was it more difficult in the beginning as opposed to now um I feel like my my in touch with what I was going for was too wide too too big too many people adding their well you should and then i think you should and then like and then me allowing that to be the premise of the way i do my music and that was not for me <laughs> was not for me at all that is done <laughs> let's just say that is over that has been over for a while now but and, and it makes it more clear as to who you do want to connect with and um what kind of people connect to you and I think that's so 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 important especially when I'm thinking like when I'm writing like who's gonna listen to this like is this gonna be you know so um I think that I think it's gotten so much easier being able to see those faces um and know like the people who use your sounds in their videos when they're like I want to write songs that those people would like because they're the ones who actually are connecting they're the ones who are actually you know, enjoying the music as is. So I want to keep building on that and making it stronger. And it does collect more people as you go. It does collect more people as you go. And so are you always that purposeful with the way you write in terms of like which audience will get will listen to this and which market? Like for anyone who's listening to this, your your eyes were wide open. You're like nodding your head. Um, but like, yeah, tell me about like the, pur the purposefulness is really interesting because I have a, I've met a lot of artists who are like, 
I just write what I feel and I don't really think about the market as much as I think about just creating a song. But you seem to have more purpose in like who's going to vibe with this sound or with this song or what I'm going for here. Well, for one, I like my my songs to have like energy behind them. So I'm always uh, I mix together a lot of genres. That's my thing. I like mold sounds, um, and that has made me stand out so much as is uh, appreciating other cultures. But with that being said, you can't be a culture vulture. You have to actually appreciate, do your research. So yes, everything has to be fully thought out. You can't just be saying stuff and not know. <laughs> what you can get on the other side of that by doing that um you do need to be authentically you and need to figure out how those um inspirations match your life your your market your reality your your message yes you got to say what you want to say um we have the freedom of speech but what you do say should have value or should have a goal like for me should have a reason a rhyme a reason like why but yeah that that's like having that vision having that uh focus and that you know, it makes you get in touch with your actual feelings. So uh, what do you want to say? How do you want this to be portrayed? And then on the other side of that, being so high energy party style artist, performing is the other thing. <laughs> you have to be so freaking in shape to do this uh, at this pace, at this uh, caliber to impress this type of crowd. Um just because they do expect the energy they do expect the over the top the um i don't know it to be to match the music like you need to have the energy that matches the song when we do see you so (laughs) that has to be in mind like i have to sometimes like maybe let's just pause it right there i shouldn't put any words right there that might be a place to catch up my breath again while i'm performing or you know so those things even if they're dancing to it like okay, you can slow down, chill, now pick it back up here. Like you, you have to direct the audience to what you want to happen and what they should feel as they listen. So I definitely write with intent and purpose and organization and um, with a plan or I have a plan to develop one as I go. I just kind of leave it <laughs> and hope to release. And I have had songs that I'm like, let's wing it. And those songs are not released. <laughs> Really? So you've got you've got songs that you just held back. You're just not a, you just not love like they're just not what you want out of them, or they're just the timing isn't right. So I'll just use them as a draft and maybe go back and expand on them later. Um, ton, I have tons of tons of songs <laughs> that will that are not ready to be surfaced, or maybe you need a rewrite, or maybe we, it's just not the right time in my life. But maybe I like it and just don't know have a use for it just yet, or you know. So I have a lot of those. <laughs> a folder full of those uh tracks and it, it does sometimes seem like a lot of waste of money a lot of but you you um you realize that you don't everything doesn't have to go out to the public you can just work on your craft or work on your craft you don't have to always you know release 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 even though i do have a goal to release more this year so i am trying to do better with the <laughs> releasing 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 it's just sometimes it takes time it's not a um uh easy easy um strategy or a, a right or wrong way to write music um some of my songs that i've just released were took a year to write a year to get down to like this sound has to go put this sound and replace it this verse needs to be a little bit more chill and pick it up here or those words need to be switched out that was so cool last year but no one says that no more like delete so now you got to re-record the whole verse it's like <laughs> it's, it's been a lot of um editing and and you know pulling back, rethinking things, re, you know, run it by a couple of people, see how it goes, send it to a couple of DJs, let them spin it in the club, see what they think. Let me get the reaction, and then I don't know if it's time to release it. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot of different ways and, and different factors that go into that. But um, I definitely do things with intent, purpose, and um, all to move forward, all to get towards those, those, those target people and keep connecting with those people. I feel like you read my mind because you kind of led me to where I, I wanted to ask you about is, uh, do you have plans to drop an album? Like, I feel like you, <laughs> that look on your face says it all. I feel like fans probably ask you that question a lot, but yeah, it, it like, <clears throat> do you, what's your, what's your time frame? Do you have a time frame, or is it just, 
keep doing what you're doing in terms of singles? Um, I try to like look at a year, like roll, like, like like a year. I try to look at the whole year. Like, what do you? What is realistic for a whole year? And there's of course lots of finances, lots of planning, lots of connections that need to be made to make that possible. Um, for me personally, I made it a goal to like just double your catalog this year. Like you got to double the catalog. We need way more songs out. We need, we need to show people more substance, more material so they can really, really cone into what the bigger picture is. It's hard to use it like off of two songs. It's kind of hard to tell, but when you get more out there, they can say, okay, this is, this is what it is. This is what it isn't. Um, and that way they can know what to expect from an album. So I don't want to just throw an album out there without any real context or any real like direction, if that makes sense. So, um, and because I switch genres and blend and pull and blah, 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 that could be really chaotic on an album if it's not understood prior, if that makes sense. Um, albums usually are cohesive and, um, have some flow or vibe or energy to them that's consistent, even if the songs are faster or slower. It doesn't really matter. But the theme of the album is pretty similar. It's this is a club anthem or this is for this is for the heartbreakers. And this is, you know, like there's different styles of albums and uh, messages that you want to get across. So um right now it's just really, really pushing singles and showing the diversity of the artists and the performance and the and just the creativity that hasn't been pushed, I think, in this way before. I said that right. <laughs> in this in this way before. <laughs> um, and it's when you're doing something so different, it takes a while for people to catch on. It really does. They're like, first, just shocked, like what's going on. Then they get like intrigued, and that's when them when they're interested, and then they see the consistency, and then they get to meet you more, and then that's when they're connected. And that's when you have like, but you got to do that every day. You got to do that to every person. You got to make everybody a believer. And you do that one by one by just being your complete self. And that goes back to the first thing we were talking about. I just mm-hmm. think it's so hard to get people to connect with you. If you have to change who you are every single time you meet somebody, that is so hard to do. Like really, really, really hard to do. Even actors prepare like months to a year for a role to get ready. Like, that's how long it takes. Yeah. But trying to do that every day is really, really hard. It's really hard. So you're just better off being yourself, doing the things you like, staying around people who are creative as well um, and open-minded and see you as what you are and what you're going for, what you, what you bring to life, what you bring to the people around you. And it's much smoother that way. It's much, I definitely much agree. Smoother that way. <laughs> Although I did One think last thing you have to stress about. I did think when you were talking about that album of like different genres, like it just made me think it's it may not necessarily be about the people need to expect it as much as the way it's constructed in the sense of just the blend of how it transitions from song to song and how it goes from like a mix of two genres to holding on to one genre in the next track, but mixing to another. And then you could like, like blend it in. I Like that's personally, I was like, Oh, that actually sounds like a bloody cool album that you could do in terms of just a whole piece of transitioning slowly genres through, and it would still hold relevance throughout it. It would just obviously take enormous planning and enormous foresight to be able to execute something like that. <laughs> enormous being the goal. Um, it's definitely possible, and I definitely think it's, it's in the works. Uh, but again, just just showing people the different sides because uh, I still am a performer that is on stilts, and and people have there's no other artist like that that can get out there on stilts. And it, um, I don't know, it's just another thing that is so way out there for people to grasp. Like, so wait, you're gonna just be up on the stage and then higher. Yeah, I am um, probably swinging from the ceiling, um, doing something wild over the top while dancing, while doing the performance. That's just the way I see it. It's got to be big. It's got to be fun. It's got to be even small settings. I want everyone to have a good time and just enjoy art. I think that's, I think that's a, that's a good push. And 
you said that like you got to be in shape. And to be honest, I look at how some artists perform and I'm like, I don't know how you're still breathing after that because like you're not only, like it's one, it's like running and talking or like running and yelling. Cause like you're performing, you're like vocalizing and you're like running around and you're building up energy. Like, I don't know how the bigger artists do it. I look at them and I'm like, I would die literally in 10 minutes and you're doing like an hour, an hour and a half set. Like it is crazy to me how they just, I don't know, it just feels like you really, it, it is working the craft of knowing how to perform a show. Which is ever changing because there's new platforms and new ways to do it. And so many now there's virtual and there's, you know, you're performing a show and you're right on your phone and TikTok and you still got to figure out a way to make that entertaining. It's, it's literally ever changing, ever evolving. So I think the world has finally arrived to a place where artists like me can flourish and exist. Whereas when I was a kid, it didn't seem possible. Um, unless I was like, I don't know, had Snoop Dogg as my dad or something like, you know, like it was just, <laughs> it just was really, really hard to get into it and know somebody and internet wasn't as strong and just, you know, it just, it's, it's time. It's time. And it's, it's, it's going so well. It's going so well, just connecting with people and just pushing my art form forward between the, the acrobatics and the aerial skills and the, the writing and the connections you meet along the way. Um, I love features, by the way. So those those people that you meet along the way that you probably didn't really know would be a part of your journey, become a part of your journey, and they really do shift the energy and add to. And so I'm very particular about the people I like to work with because I think it needs to align with your overall vision. Like, does it make sense? Five years from now, you're going to look back and be like, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you know, like, and I love working with people, but I just want to make sure I'm always like, still keep the vision in mind, keep the goal in mind. And um, it, it should feel good. It should feel good as you work with them. Yeah. And you've worked with people like Lighty B, Saucy Santana, and like, they, they've been recurring features on your music. Yeah. Yeah. Lighty B is one of my really, really, really close friends. And I thank music for that. I thank music for that. I think that. You know, two people who probably we are literal opposites. Like, <laughs> I'm a freaking giant, and she's like so short, and I'm pink hair, and she's blue. It's like we are literal opposites, and um, we work so well together. It just it's some energies you meet people, and you don't have to falsify anything. Like, it's just electric, and it builds and builds and builds. And we use our outside talents to bring each other together and closer and stronger. Um, and it's just. It's just so easy. It's just like so easy with her. Like it's nothing too far out. She sees it like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Or it's nothing too small. Like, yeah, we can keep it small for this one. Let's, let's do it this way. And it's just um, having people who also have ideas and see creativity as big and what it can be and what it's going to be before most people see it is rare. <laughs> yeah, It's really rare. Like a lot of people want it like written all the way out and they want it. Like how it's gonna like it's just a lot they don't see like okay but what if we take this and we can make it to this and this will get us to like she has that foresight she has that um understanding and she's comfortable in her craft enough to not be threatened by others creativity and i think that is beautiful yeah and you, you'll make in there for the long run <laughs> and you'll make great music at the end of the day uh i think that's that's what shows is like you know, in the songs you have together, they do seem fun. They do seem like you bounce off each other's energy as opposed to Absolutely. compete. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's just it's just simple. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. And the whole, uh, she's signed to a label called Never Satisfied. And her energy is throughout the entire label. Like, they're all like that. They're all open. They're all open-minded. They're all, all welcoming. Every time I show up to Never Satisfied, it's family. It's not a it's not a, oh, you're the outsider coming in to never satisfy. You're a part of never satisfy. Um, and I've been so grateful for their encouragement, their their support, their welcoming, their advice, their ears, their love, just all of it. They've always been there. So it makes so much sense. They're based out of Texas. I live in San Diego, so <laughs> I don't get there as much as I can as I uh, would like to. But um, it is nice that when I do come back, it's always so close and they stay in touch, you know, online or we'll text or whatever. But um, 
it's just a it just makes sense it just makes sense we'll have like sleepovers i'm like <laughs> do other artists do this it's just us because we have we don't really care we just do what we want you know and it, yeah. it shows on screen shows in our music if she's thinking something she'll she'll send me her all of her songs like yeah check these out which one should i go should i redo this should i re-? and then we can give each other honest feedback out of love and no place else like out of love and i think that's so important when it's your craft you have to really protect it and she is one that i trust with it (laughs) i have to agree that you are probably not among many artists who have sleepovers or even call them sleepovers I mean, it is what it is. Like, we'll, uh, <laughs> we don't care. So doing. funny. I had the image immediately of you all like sitting on the couch with the blankets and like the the hot chocolate <laughs> and just like watching movies. Yeah, actually, and- watch all the Twilight series. <laughs> <out of> <laughs> we watched all of them from the beginning. I mean, it's just like real, like it's past the music. It's like we're still people and there's rare that we meet people that understand us and are like us, have big ideas big visions and then we'll, we'll go from that to now we're writing music on you know like we know how to balance that and a lot of people are like just work 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 or friends it's hard to mix the business and pleasure with a lot of people and i think when the business is pleasure it's a little bit easier yeah i, I would have to agree <laughs> and also like look at you smile when you talk about her and and smile when you're like talking about the relationship so it's obvious that that you're that you enjoy it but there's something i did want to ask you about um and you've mentioned it a couple of times is like when you were young you were seeing artists and you were feeling as though like there's no one like you and now you feel like the the world has changed in the sense of you feel as though people are accepting of of who you are and and what you bring to the space but what was it like when you look at that and you look at you know this is something that I want to do but I don't see anyone who matches something similar to who I am was discouraging was um I don't know it was like oh those silly childhood dreams you know those those things but most people will say, you know, the imagination is strongest when you're a child. And if you don't, if you can't hold on to those dreams, like, are you even, what's ahead? Like, what's, what's worth it then at that point? What can you be? You know, you ask some kids, what do you want to be? I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a doctor. Those are cool dreams and tangible things where, you know, you can go to a school and go, but like, this was not the traditional I want to be an astronaut. This is, <laughs> I'm going to be a gay artist <laughs> and make music and, uh, a very abstract way and add all these like stilts and all this stuff like this there was no how to book for this <laughs> so um it just got to a point where you you realize that the world isn't ready so you have to just get yourself ready and, and be ready when your time arrives and you are the determining factor of that there's no one else that determines when you are ready and I think that really helped me organize my thoughts and cone in on what I actually set out to do. Yeah, I, I it's it must be really weird to be like, oh, I'm not like there's just I have this dream and it feels like the world isn't ready for me in the weirdest way, as opposed to I'm not ready like that must be quite a challenging thing to overcome. And then even to overcome it when the world is changing, because you know, the history of especially hip hop is not exactly supportive of different groups. It's very much like straight dudes and it's considerably been quite discriminatory against women, against people with different sexual orientations. And so like, it must be, it must have been and it must still at times be something that you consider when you're, you know, out here now and, and really making it happen. Um, yeah, I think the old narrative is, is old. I mean, it's, it's cool and it has so much structure to it and so much um, 
foundation to it, which if you're an artist at all, you have to appreciate, you have to find the good in all of the not so good and behind the scenes and all those kind of things. But, and then decide from there where you want to be in it and, and then actually do it. And that's the hard part is actually doing it and actually committing to it and finding ways to stay uplifted when it is heavy and it is hard and it is thick and it is not as easy. And it's some, you know, sometimes not all together and it doesn't have to be, it just has to make sense here. And then you can do it. Like I've just learned that as soon as I can figure it out here and make up my mind and really sort through my thoughts and no matter what's going on, I've been able to make things happen. And that's been my strongest tool is, is really scaling back and focusing back in on what I really, really want to do. And yes, it, it's, it's, it's a new day. I mean, just look at how many female artists have all of a sudden appeared. They didn't all of a sudden appear. They've always been there just silenced or hidden in bad deals or, you know, just not really appreciate it. And I think it's nice to have random people pop up, as you would call it, random, um, like the Lizzo's and the Cardi's and the, you know, all these people that are just back to back, back to back, Meg the Stallion. And they're all so amazing. The world just wasn't ready for them at back in the day, you know, and, that, and now it is. And it's made doors open for other people. People like Meg Thee Stallion have reached out to LGBTQ artists and have embraced styles. And that just opens it up more and more and more. I think if each artist can continue being themselves and their real selves, there will be more, more doors open for people after us. And I, I think that is one of the things I'm very strong about is making sure that the people, the next generations do see random creativity and it's gonna spark their creativity. And I hope that they can figure out a way to make this thing even better, you know? <laughs> Maybe they get a insight of what it can be in, at a younger age and take it and make it their story. Yeah, and I think you're, you're definitely right. I mean, we started, when I started this podcast, we just reviewed albums, like different hip hop albums, and we did, and it was three white Aussie dudes. So the irony of like us just like, so definitely understand of like- <laughs> It's just like, that's what we love. That's what our friendship was built on. Um, but then we did a like women's round of like listening to women's albums. And one of the albums that one of my friends picked was the lady of rage. And she is an artist who was signed to Dre. And in the era of like, you know, Snoop Dogg and that like prime era. And she only has one album. And um, I think it's called necessary roughness. And it's such a good album. Like, it is one of the most underrated albums, but it never got time. It just never got released properly. And it's like, you're 100% right. All these artists, they still existed. The people like Lady of Rage, the people like Lauren Hill, they paved the way for others. And it's just like, the more we get in terms of people willing and taking a risk and, and putting themselves out there like yourself of just, hey, you know what? it's time I'm ready. And there's enough of a shift for me to be like, let's go for it. That is only good for music. That is only good for other people. And like, let's be honest. If you make good music, you make good music. Who gives a shit about anything else? And if you can keep doing it, that's a bonus. (laughs) (laughs) And you like, you know, just stay focused and not let the, the BS knock you off or, you know, and it's okay to have a vision and alter it. It is like, that's another thing I got into. Like, um, it's okay to be like, I'm going this route. I'm just kidding. Going this way. <laughs> you know, like, that's okay. Be clear about your intentions. Be be open to change. Be open to growth. I mean, like, if uh, we were going one route and just stay there, you, you can't grow. Like, it's, it's still going to get you to the bigger vision if you just allow it to be natural and allow it to be, um, or be open to growth. Be open to people add into your life that you didn't expect. When I first started doing music, I did not know Lardy B was going to be a part of this process. Did not know Saucy Santana was going to be a part of this journey. Did not know B King or all, any of these people um, were going to be a part of this journey or that they would even be open to it. You know, like it's enough, they can also say no, you know, <laughs> they can literally also just be like, no, I don't want to do it. Um, and so it's, you, you can't plan for that. You just keep working. And as you work, you build a, a, you know, you build a little bit of resume, you build a little bit of, um, 
connections with people. And I think those connections lead you to more connections and those um, experiences lead you to bigger experiences. And you just got to take what you have to get what you want. I agree. And I think we we all get in this place sometimes is like the embarrassment of changing your mind of being like, hey, I'm actually going to shift my direction. I suffer from that is like, I'll tell everyone like, I've made up my mind. I'm going to do this. And then it's like, actually, now that I see the path, I'm not a fan of where this is going. So I'm going to transition. And then people are like, what happened? Why did you? And it's like, just, I saw it. And I was like, maybe that wasn't the right move. So I'm going to switch and being able to be humble enough to be like, I'm going to just switch it up because this is not going to work. And being able to see that, I think that's a challenge as well. I think it it ties back to the inability to celebrate also with the inability, the, the stubbornness of like, Hey, I do have to change something. I can't do the same thing. Like banging your head against the wall. You just can't do that for time and time again. Yes. Um, that's easy to say unless you're my producer because he <laughs> hates it. <laughs> He's like, are you freaking kidding me? We're changing the vision. I'm like, we're changing it. We're changing it. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll get it back to you next week. <laughs> like, um, but it's just a part of our relationship. It's, it's, uh, I'm thankful for having someone that is understanding and willing to shift gears every once in a while or every time we're on a project. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and he keeps me grounded too. He's like, okay, just make sure you don't change things that we actually need. Um, you know, with changing genres or like going into like EDM, make sure we have the drops because if you don't have the drops, it doesn't make sense if you don't have it, you know? Um, so he's good about like, get the vision. I got it. But we still got to make sense within our lane that we're in. So he's good about wringling me back in if I do get too much in my head, because sometimes it's just in your head. <laughs> it's just like, uh, maybe it's not as bad as you think. Um, and sometimes it's like putting the track down and coming back to it with clear mind, clear heart, clear head, um, and not too attached to it that you're suffocating the track um, or the project. It doesn't have to be that. It could be freaking a photo shoot that you overthink it and like what it looks like. And just, it, it just, it's a lot. But when you are an independent artist, you're very hands on. So, you get to be more particular about the vision and because if it works, it's because of you. If it fails, it's because of you. If it's almost there, it's because of you. It's going to be because of you. So you might as well be the punch and be involved and be excited about the process than be left behind and regret that you didn't give enough. Do you find that happens a lot to you that you have to take a step back? Um, Every once in a while, yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean the song with saucy santana bossy we actually started it a whole year ago and it just released um and it's just because i took a different path of creating the song um we took a sample and we sent him a sample and we're like this is the vibe this is the beat and we had like a basic beat we created um and we used like a a sample that has been used so many times and just just to give him a base of like this is how long the hook is going to be your verse goes here like just to structure it out for him so he's not like okay so what what is this where do we go <laughs> you know but without it being too many words on it so he had an open mind to write to and i already had my verse done and just waited for his to get back it just never sent it to him and then when i got his back i was like oh my god this is this isn't mine is not good enough <laughs> like he just <laughs> killed this and um I wrote, redid it, took the, uh, made, redid the hook, made the hook again, made the hook again, made the hook again. Dang, still not there. Change the beat, change the beat again, change the beat again, change the beat, rewrite the verse. Finally, I'm like, I like it. I freaking like it. But later on, I went back through his stems and I was just listening to like, like his recording process, like just me on my own, just going through the files and listening to the stems. And it's just like, he's like, fuck, I messed up. Can I do that part again? Can I record? And I was like, so it's not just me. Like, <laughs> I'm not the only fucking person that feels like this. Like, he's like, I could have performed that better. Like, I actually have recordings of him saying, like, I could have. No, I can't send him that. That let me redo that. That part is not good enough. What should I say here? Like, it just the things that I do normally. It's good to hear that like other people do that. And I guess we just cut all those things out, and when we place it on the track, and we didn't really go through it like that. But when I actually did go through each stem and was listening to like how it was tracked, I was like, wow, 
I overthought this by a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I overthought this by a lot. Like, it's big deep breath, but I'm very pleased with the ending result. It just was good to to see that I'm not, I am crazy, but like not, it's not unusual not completely. to go back to the drawing board. It's not unusual to demand greatness. It's not unusual to see it bigger. It's not unusual to mess up and have to fix it. Like, it's art. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Honestly, though, if you didn't do that, I don't think you'd be as good. Like, I've definitely spoken to artists who are like, I just go in the booth and I just spit whatever I spit and that's the song. And the the part of me that is a perfectionist and the part of me that wants the artist to be at their best doesn't like that. I hate hearing that because it's like, come on. If you put in 20 extra minutes, do you not think you could do better? Like, even if it's really good, do you not think that you could clean it up a little bit? Like that's the, that's the part of me. That's like, that's like the, the coach. I'm, I'm like the oldest of three brothers. So that's like the, the mentor. That's like the, come on, man, go back in there and just tweak it a little bit more. Like you could, there could be, yeah, there's more juice in there. You just, just cause you went in once doesn't mean it's done. You just got the beginning. You didn't finish it. And, and I feel like with artists in long-term careers, they go back in and they fix it and they are willing to be self-critical enough to be like, that isn't good enough, but have enough people around them to be like, hey, that was actually good. You're just now being self-critical and you're just trying to, you're just hurting yourself and going through the process. So it's like, you have to be driven, but you need the team around you to give you true guidance. And I think that's one of the big things about having the DJs involved. Like a lot of people don't really connect to DJs anymore, but I think the DJs are so, so important and a big, 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 big part of the puzzle. Like they're going to have to go out and push play on the song. and They're going to have to tell you what moves, what types of crowds, like having those connections are very, very important, especially for someone like me that makes music for people to dance to, that makes uh, energy invoke music. I want to know what that energy is. I want to know, how they reacted to it. So I'm like, can you, can you record that for me? And let me see how people move to it. Like, can you, uh, you know, like, and they're honest with me, like, okay, yeah, but let's get the BPM to here. Or like, let's get it to, uh, we love the song, but we can't mix that with this crowd because like, even if it's a target crowd, we can't mix it because it doesn't match the other songs that we would play in that, um, on that, that night at the club or that, you know? Um, so you back to the drawing board and sometimes switching the BPM is a whole rewrite. You know, some verses don't work when it's faster. It just does not work or slower. It's like, uh, that sounds terrible. So it's a complete rewrite sometimes. And that's art. You have to be okay with editing, not your vision, but editing your, um, what you're putting out, your, your product to make it fit the actual vision or it goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. (laughs) And it's, it's just like another thing you get yourself overly involved in and it's, getting so hyped up for nothing because now you did all that work and it did not go the direction you want it to go to. And I think a part of getting the direction you want to go to is failure, but like how many times are you going to do that? <laughs> how many times are you going to not listen to the DJs or connect to those people um, that you would really like to connect to? So I think the DJs are such a good, good, good component and I'm very thankful for them. I think they are still one of the most powerful uh branches and sources of music and um, cultivators and distributors and pieces like heavy pieces of what makes music great. Yeah. Cause they really do push it out to the people. They do. And they think that most artists now are like put it on Spotify. I'm like, <laughs> is that, that's your only dream. That's your only goal is to go to Spotify. Like then what, you know, like you gotta have a little bit more vision and I know that I'm a high energy base. So I think the clubs, the, that's a big piece for me. And if you're not, there's still other styles of DJs, like wedding DJs. It's not high energy. It's still, they're bringing your music to a wedding. That is, how many Shazams can you get at a wedding? I don't know. It's like, you, you still need those people that you connect with. Um, if you're in EDM, that's all it is. So the DJ up there spinning your records. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the festivals are huge. So like discrediting or not using that resource is very, very not smart for artists ever. 
You know, um, you you are the first person I've done over 140 interviews. The first person to be like, I utilize DJs. Like I really strongly utilize DJs and thinking about what that as a market does. So, man, my props go to you because, yeah, people have not said that to me before. Maybe they do. They just don't tell me. But first time I heard it in like a long time. Well, first time I heard it at all. So it shows that, that you're doing the right things in terms of thinking about music and your market differently. Absolutely. You have to. And those people become friends. And they're also, if they're friends with you, they become connections and, and actual supporters of your music as well. They love music. That's why they're DJs. Like, so if you are music and that's your passion too, you already have common ground. It's not really rocket science here. <laughs> it's not really rocket science in that aspect. I mean, every DJ, is, they don't have the time to go through the emails and do all this stuff. But like, go to the club and meet them personally. Like, go actually be present and be reasonable don't hound them down now they don't like that <laughs> be reasonable but be realistic in your goals and those people are big big key holders in music in general well i think you're on your way to continuing to to do fantastic things and i only have one more question for you it's probably going to be the okay. hardest question that i ask it's the only question that I plan on the show. I actually lied to you when I said to you, I don't plan any questions. I only plan one. Um, but if you had to recommend one album that everybody should listen to, to get an appreciation of, doesn't have to be the greatest album of all time, but just something that people should appreciate, cannot be your own music, can be any genre of music, what would it be? Mm. If it's recent time, I would definitely say Beyonce's latest renaissance. I think it was so well thought out. I think it was so inclusive. It had a point to it. It had her story involved with also uh, showing tribute and uh, respect to other communities. Um, it has complete, like writing, like just an album that in a world of singles, <laughs> in a world of singles, um, an album and that's a dying um i guess concept of people just don't make albums anymore so renaissance i think brought back the importance of really thinking this through and really putting out a body of work that is powerful um and has purpose behind it and has fun to it and you would love to play on repeat i don't know maybe someone like lma lma even her eps it's not always like the albums her LMA, lma's um eps were great like I still play that on repeat. It's a little bit older than Renaissance, but it's still like her transitions from one song to the next, I think were just so smooth and so like easy and just so like effortless, which I know we know is not easy to do. It's very thought out and her writing is impeccable. Um, anything Missy Elliott has done, just go ahead and put that on the list. I, I don't know that I could pick one. There's so many greats out there that have done it well. Um, but those are probably at the top of my list. Well, there we go. And I agree. I think and the construction of an album is so important and it is underrated. And it also shows a different side to an artist. Like it's different artistry because it's not just a song. It's a concept and how does it fit all together. All the, the greatest artists of all time have a classic album. They all have an album that you'll like. Also Montero. Montero, how do I forget that? Lil Nas X. His album was incredible and his rollout plan was beautiful and that was another album done from beginning to end with complete creativity, innovation, just, I, I don't know, I feel like it's hard to make music that everyone can relate to but he gathered a lot of people together on that one and I just think the connectivity of being an artist and bringing people together is what music really should do. It should, you know, bring the party, bring the life, bring the story, bring the the good times. And sometimes we got to remember the bad times in our music too, but <laughs> it's to bring the reality and have be relatable. And he did that beautifully, beautifully. I agree with you. And the other thing that I a hundred percent want to say is I always appreciate people coming on my show. I appreciate you coming on my show. I'm really excited to see, you know, what is held in your future. I'm excited to see what you do for the rest of 2023. 
Uh, I'm sure there'll be really big things. I'm excited to see what you do with your sound. And as I said at the beginning and and probably throughout, uh, I think people like yourself, the more that take risks and go out and show who they are, I think the, the better the music space becomes and is and, you know, the one thing I love about hip hop right now is that it is a space for anyone. And that is probably the first time in, in hip hop's history that it's really been this open and inclusive space. So uh, people like yourself continue to help make that happen. So I really appreciate, I'm sure your fans always really appreciate it. Uh, For anyone who hasn't listened to his music, please make sure you do. Uh, Just released Freaky Deaky, uh, as we said, with Beat King, Lardy B, so you can check that out. Also, you can follow him on uh, IG and you're on TikTok. Um, But man, is there anything you wanted to plug, anything you wanted to shout out as well? No, just thank you uh, for having me on your show, first of all. Uh, Yeah, and this has been so much fun. I love to get in the chat and tell my story and Meet new people. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's about. That's what it's all about. So thank you. And um, yeah, Real X Men's World is my socials on all platforms. So YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all that is Real X Men's World. Yeah. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news. Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon under Hip Hop Hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show. Bye for now.